You're listening to Travel Inspired with Cambria Hotels, a podcast designed to ignite creativity and inspire travel through conversations with the creators who inspire us most. Let us help you plan your next getaway. Hello, everyone. My name is Janice Cannon, and I'm with Cambria Hotels. We've got a great opportunity today to spend a little bit of time with you and also with Jill Russell, who is the head winemaker for Cambria Wines. We're going to be talking a little bit today about travel, inspiration, and also about leadership. And so let's get started. Jill, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me. I've been so excited for this. I am in California. I grew up in Northern California, and I was lucky enough to decide to go study winemaking. So I've been here on the Central Coast making wine and studying wine for about 15 years, and um, as a great program at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, and worked for some great winemakers in the area, great mentorships, and found my dream job here at Cambria Wines in Santa Maria Valley, Santa Barbara. When did you first realize that that was your passion? You had this passion for winemaking, and that it was really gonna be your career? Well, I catered at a winery in Livermore Valley. So in high school, when everyone was running off, having fun on weekends, I was working and working hard. And I fell in love with my drive to work. So the vineyards and being in that beautiful setting, I thought I wanted to be a vineyard manager for um, the start of my studies. And, you know, working in the vineyard, I loved, but also it was hot and dusty. And then they have you do a quarter where you work in the winery. So you take your school off and you really work. And, you know, people either love it or hate it. And I fell in love. So just all the processes, I jumped into every aspect and they let me run the presses and do the pump overs. And um, I loved that hard work in the winery and made sure that was my focus and really fell in love. Yeah, so I guess winemaking is probably um, a mix of a little of both, kind of like it is in the hotel business where there's a big bit of it that's creativity and academia in science, but at the same time, there's so much that's around, um, you know, innovation and like you said, hard work. So sounds like you're a real Renaissance woman. March, of course, is Women's History Month as well. And so you are in a field that historically has been more male dominated. And can you tell me a little bit about, you know, being a female, were there female winemakers that you were able to look up to and learn from? Or in fact, was it more, um, you know, you were kind of the pathfinder and one of the first in the industry? Yeah, so actually I've been lucky to follow some leaders. Um, I feel like our generation, especially the region I'm in, Santa Barbara County, we have tons of my friends and colleagues are you know, female winemakers, female business owners. And it's so inspirational that these are my friends. And so for me, it would seemed a little bit normal. Um, but for people like my boss, who's a mentor, Denise Shirtliff, she's our general manager. And she was the winemaker for Cambria for 15 years before taking on the GM role. She's been a mentor. Even before I worked here, I would look up to her and, you know, her colleagues as inspiration where like, I see them being winemakers, we can do it too. So I feel like they helped pave the way for the next generation to see more and more women in this field. Yeah, that's fantastic. And Jackson Family Wines, specifically um, Cambria Wines, which is part of Jackson Family Wines, as we understand it, you're a 
woman-owned, woman-led business, not only from the winemaking aspect with you as the winemaker, but also from the ownership level. And so just like vineyards have very deep roots, there's a commitment to grit and beauty as well. So can you tell me a little bit about that as it relates to Cambria wines? Yeah, it's funny when this job description came about and reading it, I was just like, whoa, whoa, this is meant for me. This is meant for me, like hearing about all these powerful women and then being able to work with them. And I know you've been getting to know some of our team and it's not just at the winery where our lab manager, GM, winemaker, some of our cellar staff, females, tasting room. So there's there at the winery, but also all parts of the business, marketing, sales, and it's a big team of women. So lots of great communication. And then we have these leaders. So Barbara Banky, proprietor of Jackson Family Wines. This is actually like her baby, Cambria. So, you know, you'd heard of Kendall Jackson. The vineyard they purchased for Kendall Jackson, but they realized how special it was. So they created Cambria and their two daughters, Julia and Catherine, that's actually the vineyard names after the daughters. And they're really involved in our sustainability and all aspects of Jackson Family Wines. But it's great that we have these leaders to look up to with all these dreams and aspects for not just wine and the industry, but also the future of this planet. And it's really cool that we can all work together on all these fun projects. Well, and we see that too. Uh, You mentioned, you know, that we've just really started working together on this uh, collaboration between Cambria Hotels and Cambria Wines. And it's so refreshing for us too, because we have a very strong commitment as well to diversity overall and inclusion. And we see that and it's kind of like your grapes. Each grape is a a little bit different and you know it's about bringing all those together to make absolutely the best so it's not just about one group but it's really about broader diversity and how do you you know through diversity and inclusion how do you actually create the absolute very best and so with that you mentioned Julia and Catherine and I'm not exactly sure maybe you can tell us a little bit more about I think Cambria Wines maybe is the land is divided into different areas where you grow different types of grapes. And so Catherine has a Chardonnay that's award-winning and Julia has a Pinot Noir that's award-winning. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so actually like a little cute fun fact that helps um, people remember So Katie Jackson, Catherine is the blonde, so Chardonnay, and then you have Julia, who is the brunette, so Pinot Noir, the red grape, and that's kind of a fun fun fact. Um, (laughs) But those uh, grapes are, you know, really great for our region that we're in, in Santa Maria Valley, and a big part of our region is this ocean influence. And what that does is help those two grapes. So that's why we farm those there. And you're correct that our vineyard has these different areas that are little tiny sections of our vineyard. And so when we're making wine, we really want to show off those sections and show off that estate. And sometimes I'll even like think about these women, like let's show off how powerful they are and how elegant they are. And so it really, you can really like see it in the wines as well. You had mentioned uh, to me one time that part of your inspiration for winemaking also comes from travel. And that in addition to the land being such an inspiration and the natural beauty of the the land and um, that travel is a big part of that because there's inspiration, new ideas, new cultures and all that you, you experience when you're out there. 
So how do you see travel and wine as being this great pairing? Yeah, I feel like wine speaks to the region you're in. And I was lucky. I studied abroad in Australia in college and got to know those wine regions and even traveled to New Zealand and got to know those wine regions. And after being out of college and working for five years, again, that mentorship and really learning winemaking skills, I went and worked a harvest in France, um, which was actually not that hard of work because their harvest is a little bit shorter and so it was all about the eating and the drinking and the and then the travel afterwards so I mean I've still worked hard but um, and then traveled around there and that's really where I felt like I kind of had winemaking skills already but the travel and being inspired made me come back and really want to hone in on you know making the best Pinot Noir and Chardonnay where is that going to be in Santa Barbara County and then just traveling around the central coast, I get inspired. So different regions have different, you know, their grapes and I go visit friends. I mean, pre-COVID did a lot of traveling and in, even uh, for work, I'm also, you know, a winery ambassador and want to share our story and people want to meet the winemaker, even though there's a lot of us and a part of the team. And But I think it is special to get out there to tell our story and um, when I'm out there, I get I like to get to know the place, you know, go on a walk in the city. Um, I, I tell them on purpose, put me in a hotel that isn't just a generic hotel. And um, they love that because they know that I'm trying to get to know the culture and where they're from. And they love showing off their city and I love getting to know it. So I'm and I come back inspired. Yeah, at Cambria Hotels, we talk about our hotels also have a, a sense of place and a sense of space. And I think that that, you know, goes very nicely with what you were saying about, you know, uh, different experiences, different cultures, and you don't want the same kind of experience or same hotel everywhere you go. So we do try to bring that, you know, very much to life in our hotels, which I know, like I said, why you bring that to life in your wines at Cambria Wines. I think there's also a beautiful rosé that's part of the uh, Cambria Wines uh, collection as well. So can you tell us about the rosé? Yeah, and the rosé is fun right now because we're in um, we're releasing the 2020 rosé. So we keep saying the year 2020 was a little hectic, but we have a beautiful rosé from that vintage already out and ready for people to enjoy. Um, and actually, Julia, that's um, she gets an extra wine with her name on it because it is from our Julia's Vineyard Pinot Noir. Um, so we always say, like, that's not really fair, but it works because what's great is it's a single vineyard rosé, which is really rare. And, you know, similar to the Chardonnay and Pinot, we want to show that sense of place. And in all these wines, sometimes when I'm traveling, people might say, like, well, this Pinot tastes like an organ Pinot. And I'm like... I see what you're saying, but no, you're tasting Santa Maria Valley, kind of the spicy characteristics of Santa Maria Valley. And then in the Chardonnay, we have this salty kind of, you know, you're tasting the ocean. So, and even with that rosé, you're getting to know our vineyard by enjoying it. So yeah, those three wines are kind of like, we like to show off with those and show off our estate. You may have to name the rosé Jolren. Uh, the marriage of Julia and Catherine. <laughs> Combined, <it>. yeah. <laughs> and I wonder what the hair color will be for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what goes along with that. Talking about your sustainability that you have, I think that they're fifth-generation farmers, and, uh, you know, caretakers of the, the land is a big part of the Jackson Family Winery. And so that one of the top priorities for your company that's a big part of your mission statement and how you all 
uh, operate and live, it's not the of the moment kind of sustainability, but it's sustainability that is so deeply ingrained in the DNA of your, of your company there at Cambria Wines. Can you dig into that a little bit deeper for us as well? Yeah, with sustainability, we think straight to the vineyard, which is totally true because that's where a lot of the certifications come through. Locally, we have an organization called SIPS, Sustainability in Practice, and we go through all the certifications for that and what's happening in the farming. And Matt, our vineyard manager, who's been there forever, that is something important to him as well. And all our wines are CCSW certified as well. So California certified sustainable. And those are important to us because again, it's the farming and the future of our land. Another thing that's important to our company is the people. So how do we sustain them and and making it such a great place to work for? Like our crew, um, two of our guys just celebrated 30 years this year. So they're sticking around because they're enjoying it. And actually we put a lot of the sustainability initiatives on them as well. Like you guys are the ones doing you know, the work with the pumps and the water and the wine. How can you save more water in the winery making the wine? They actually come to us for ideas and we work on those ideas and help save water because winemaking is a lot of cleaning and sanitizing and a lot of setup to then work on the wine. And if we can save any water, that's great. At the winery, we also have a community garden. So again, we're trying to make things um, enjoyable at the space and what we can all work on at a small level, just the winery, but then on even on a bigger level, you know, we're doing some replanting. So vines get old and we might need to plant, but we're not just going to plant. We're going to plant to have those vineyards last 40, 50 years. And again, the family, you know, wants it to be a multi-generational thing. And they're thinking about the future, not just to put in vines. And it's really cool to see all those plans, even though they're going to be years in the making. Um, it's great to see that they're thinking about the future. Yeah, and it's so interesting, care of the land and care of the people. That's really uh, where it all starts and how you can have that sustained growth and do it in the smart and right way that's right for the environment and right for the community and the you know, people that are, are part of that and partake in that. Um, you mentioned, the, which I loved hearing, that something so beautiful had come out of the pandemic and the difficult year of 2020 with the beautiful rosé that you all are working on right now. How was it a different year from you for you? Because I think about things like being in a winery, I guess you were still able to get outside and walk your vineyards and check on your grapes and, and you know go through the, the harvest. But in addition to the pandemic, there were also some natural disasters that you know took place, the wildfires that took place in California and all. There were so many threats and so hearing about your beautiful rosé and about that uh, you know how things survive and how not only things survive but are thriving and are going to be you know better than they've ever been as a result coming out of this what are a couple of thoughts on like the pandemic and COVID a couple of lessons that you have coming out of that and maybe some thoughts about the impact on the winery itself yeah, even just um, when I was talking about how we make it a great place to work at, we love being there, you know, um, but we are missing our kind of social, fun, family barbecues. We used to play volleyball on break time and um, we're just, there's so many rules now and it's so sad that I can't um, go around and be smiling at everyone with our masks. 
um, everyone is taking it really seriously and I feel like um, it's all going really well, but you're right that I'm lucky that we're at a beautiful vineyard and we go get our fresh air vineyard walks um, and it's definitely changed things. So we're looking forward to the days when we get to have our, our, our barbecues again. Um, one thing that I noticed that's been great is being able to connect virtually. So being able to get in a room with multiple people, even though we're all on screens, but sharing wine and, um, you know, especially in the beginning of COVID, people needed something to look forward to. Even I needed something to look forward. I'm excited to, I was excited to do this podcast and I'm excited to do these virtual tastings. And I think having that um, so accessible now and, you know, not having to fly to another state to share our wines. I've done dinners virtually and wine and cheese pairings virtually. And I think that's been nice um, to be able to give people something to look forward to and enjoy the wines in their home, but also getting to learn and be educated too. Yeah, Zoom especially has brought us all together and we have in some ways been given more time, as you mentioned, but I do feel like every minute of every day has become planned as a result of it. I was thinking about the other day, the amount of time I spent like walking to and from meetings just in our, you know, corporate headquarters there at uh, Choice Hotels. And I thought about that, and I thought, I don't even get those anymore. You know, the 10 minutes when you ran into somebody in the elevator when you were going to a meeting, and you had a little, you know, nice connection with people in the meeting, and then after the meeting, and then going back to your office. So it's, it is like there's a lot of time poverty today, and that people are really uh, overscheduled in this new world. So for you, how do you, like, restore and um, you know stay fresh is it those walks in the wineries or how, how do you um, approach that yeah I'm pretty lucky that I still get to go into work um, every day and I think it's again like someone I'm like oh I'm jealous they're working from home but they're jealous of me that I still get to go in and and I work with my friends so I do I'm able we you know we don't we try not to talk to each other so much but I'm able to still have that social interaction and um, but you're right. I actually like have even on my to-do list to go walk out and get fresh air. And also it's a, a way for me to walk around the winery. Um, I'm smiling at everyone and saying hi, but it's my way to connect just by walking by and waving. And, um, but I do, I do miss where I'd be able to like sit and help them or work with them, but we're just trying to distance more and, um, and, but I, so walking by is great and yeah, doing, having some vineyard walks and, and right now people always just think harvest is the busy time in the vineyard, but right now, uh, we're looking for things in the vineyard cause it's the start of, you know, 2021 vintage. We just finished pruning in the vineyard and we're looking for bud break. And, um, so I'm definitely keeping my eye on those vines. So the start of, uh, 2021, it's exciting. It really is exciting. I think about, too, what the pandemic has given us. It has given us the gift of reminding us of the things that matter most. And an example of that is, I think about, you know, we used to feel like we were overscheduled and then, oh, there was a reception you had to go to almost every night. Or you had a dinner, a business dinner you had to go to, and it's like, oh, I've got another one of those that I've got to go to. And I will never look at those the same way. All of those will always be wonderful opportunities and, you know, something to really look forward to because I think that's what it's done is it's really 
driven the awareness and the valuation around those things that really do matter most. And at the heart of that, it always comes back to it's really about the people um, the, and the, the families that we have at work, that it's not just, you know, work associates or colleagues, but we've really come to, you know, come to appreciate the fact, as you shared, Jill, that these are our families. And I love the way you talked about in your break time, you all used to play volleyball. Um, and we have a, a little tradition at Cambria Hotels that we have too, which is where we celebrate every opening, new hotel opening, with a victory lap through the building, which doesn't sound very corporate, but we started out as a small team and now all the executive leadership back pre-COVID that were in the building would run with our hands in the air and, you know, cel awesome. ce celebrate. Uh, so you have to, you know, have a little bit uh, of fun and a little bit of celebration as well. So keeping those things alive and looking forward to when those are coming back is, is really important. And I do want to go back to, you know, you being a female leader of, you know, an award-winning winery uh, across, you know, your different varietals, whether it's, you know, your Chardonnays or your Pinot Noirs being recognized for national and, you know, world stage type of, of excellence. Uh, are there, if you could give women that are not just interested in becoming winemakers or necessarily the wine field, but if you could give women a couple of tips about pursuing career paths and passions what would a few of those be? Uh, like I mentioned before, like early on in my career, just really doing the hard work and it's going to be hard, but, but putting your head down and just doing it and looking for those mentorship opportunities. And then, you know, all of us and other women be that mentor and all support each other. I'm so lucky here. We have a group women in wine, central coast, and it's, it makes it so that we're not competitive. We're all helping each other out and that's so great. And so if that there's more of that and looking again for that mentorship has been great, even if you're not even talking to that person, but just, you know, keeping an eye on that, um, leader and something to strive for and, um, having goals like that. But again, that hard work, it's hard, but then, but putting in that time, it will really work out. Those are great tips and so important. A lot of people think about uh, coaches. I have to have a coach or I need to have a mentor. And it does. I mean, you do need to make the investment in terms of time and making sure that you are building your networks and that you are letting people know what you're interested in and what you are passionate about and also who you are as a person. I think those things are just uh, so important. It's also important, I think, to have advocates as well, which I think also comes in large part from networking. So it's always not going to be a coach or a mentor, but it's going to be somebody that when the question is out there, like who might be good for this job? Or um, do you know anybody that might be able to do this? When those kind of questions come around, we have to step up and step in. Because I think as women, sometimes we look at maybe what the job description is and we say, oh, I have that, but I don't have that and I don't have that. And we focus on maybe the things that we don't have versus saying, I've got these things and that's enough because there's a first time for everything, a first time in every job that you were never a winemaker until you were a winemaker. I was never, you know, in my role until I was given the opportunity to be in my role. And so I think it's about stepping up and stepping in as well and us having more confidence in our capabilities and who we are and not being afraid to raise our hand. And if you've got 50% of it, but you're prepared to work hard 
and and study and build those networks and do the you know the right things for the right reasons then those opportunities will you know come along as well are there any things jill in closing a couple of closing statements that you'd like to have as we finish up our um, time today about things that you'd like for people to know whether it's about cambria wines or you or words of advice um, we touched on a lot. I've had so much fun talking to you. I can keep talking and going on. Um, but no, it's great. Um, if you, if anyone ever sees Cambria, please give the wine an opportunity. Pairs great with Cambria hotels. Um, and uh, yeah, like you said, just working hard, striving hard, and um, all those experiences to travel and um it all will work out in the end. Absolutely, and we're so looking forward to the opportunity on this collaboration when we can have an in-person tasting versus just these great virtual tastings that you've been <laughs> providing for our teams and also for our guests in the future at Cambria Hotels. So thank you so much for that, Jill. Thank you for the time and um, keep making great wines and being an innovator and pathfinder for us all. Of course, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Travel Inspired with Cambria Hotels. We hope you're feeling inspired to plan your next getaway, explore a new destination, or rediscover local attractions in your own backyard. Visit choicehotels.com Cambria to book your next adventure. We look forward to seeing you soon at Cambria Hotels.